This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with Bill Fleming, Assistant Vice President at The Doctor's Company, which sells malpractice insurance to physicians and other organizations, and now offers coverage of privacy and security risks as well. Thanks for joining us today, Bill. It's my pleasure. Thank you. I understand the addition of this new privacy and security coverage was prompted by customer requests. Do you think that was largely a result of the HITECH Act, which creates tougher fines for HIPAA violations and requires the reporting of breach incidents? I think that's part of it. And for those of you that haven't encountered the HITECH Act, uh, that was a, a law passed last year that made some changes to the HIPAA privacy rules from the last decade. And as Howard mentioned, added uh, tougher fines for HIPAA privacy violations and also required reporting of a medical privacy breaches. Uh, HITECH was certainly one of the drivers. Uh, the push for electronic medical records, both from a payer perspective and also just from a, a um, quality perspective, has been a driver. The red flags rule from the Federal Trade Commission, which is more of a, a consumer protection, non-medical law, that also drove our need to do this. Uh, and also state regulations. There have been a number of states that have passed laws related to either financial privacy or medical privacy or both. And all of those in combination drove us to add this uh, benefit. So who is eligible for the new CyberGuard coverage? Uh, is it solo practitioners and group practices up to a certain size? It's all of our solo practitioners and all of our medical groups up to 100 physicians, which is somewhere in the high 90 percentile of all of our insureds. Any plans over the long haul of expanding coverage to larger group practices as well, or do you do much business with those? We do some business in that arena, and we have that coverage available now. It's a little bit of a different product, and it's for an additional premium. Speaking of that, what's the cost of this extra coverage for new customers or existing customers, adding this coverage for privacy and security costs? There's no additional charge either for new customers or for our existing business in receiving these benefits. Okay, so if I buy liability coverage from you, this is included in that. Exactly. If you buy liability coverage, you automatically get CyberGuard. I understand that this new program covers regulatory and liability claims arising from the theft, loss, or accidental transmission of patient information. So please walk us through the expenses that CyberGuard covers and the limits on each category of expense. And is there a, a limit on the total amount covered? Well, there are four areas that we cover with CyberGuard. Uh, network security and privacy, so that's uh, a coverage that will defend our member against a claim made against them for a privacy breach. So, for example, if a medical record or medical information is uh, made available to someone who ought not to have access to it and the patient sues, then we will defend them and pay any damages that they owe. We also cover regulatory actions. So if the Federal Trade Commission or the Office of Civil Rights under HIPAA or a state regulator uh, takes some action against one of our members, then we would pay to defend them. And if there were any resulting fines or penalties, we'd also pay those fines and penalties. Uh, next, in the area that I think is driving it right now, is patient notification and credit monitoring. So if there is a breach that results in a regulatory requirement, either at the state or federal level, to notify the affected persons, then we will both help them make those notifications and also pay the cost to make those notifications 
And if it's a financial breach that results in credit monitoring requirement, we'll also pay the cost for credit uh, monitoring. And then finally, we pay for data recovery. So if data is damaged or lost or stolen, we will uh, help pay the cost to recover that data. Uh, the limits for the coverage are $50,000 per physician. Uh, in, whether it's a solo physician or a multi-physician group, the limits apply each for each physician. So it's up to 50000 per coverage, any of those four that I mentioned, or in the total $50,000 per physician. Okay, just to make sure we're clear, that's $50,000 total per physician for all four categories, not for each category individually, correct? That's right. They can pay up to 50000 in any one category or in a combination of them. What advice would you give to physicians on the most important steps they can take to prevent information breaches in the first place so they don't need to worry about coverage? That's a great question. We would rather they have the policies and procedures and prevention measures in place to not really need to use our product, ideally, and we provide help to them in that area. We have some risk management benefits that we also provide no charge to help them. A couple of areas that I would recommend, first on the protocol side, so having written protocols for online communications with patients, for their employees in protecting the privacy of their patients and their customers. And then also on the technology side, uh, they ought to consider whether encryption makes sense in their setting because that can have a major effect on their notification requirements depending on their state and, and what law might be in play. And then also password protecting laptops and other mobile devices. We see a, a fair number of claims, where the, whether it's a digital camera, a flash drive, a PDA, or a laptop that's either lost or stolen and results in a breach. And also... I mentioned employee training. What we see sometimes are just claims that are not from a bad executive decision, but just ordinary business. For example, a, a claim where a, a patient owes money to a practice, the patient declares bankruptcy for a variety of reasons. It's a small medical bill that didn't drive them into bankruptcy. But in their bankruptcy process, the doctor's office had to provide information to support their claim uh, to the bankruptcy trustee. But in doing so, they provided medical records that got onto a public website at the court and resulted in a breach. And so that was not a decision made at the executive level. That was an ordinary course of business decision, but the person didn't have the information uh, necessary to make the right decision about what information they should include in that situation. So both technology prevention measures, but also employee training and protocols. Well, thank you very much, Bill. We've been talking today with Bill Fleming at The Doctor's Company. This is Howard Anderson of Information Security Media Group. Thanks so much for listening.